Good morning, everyone. We've been in 2024 for a whole week, but this is our first Sunday together, and first Sundays always have a wonderful aroma in the air, don't they? I love our first Sunday fellowship meals around here, and uh, so we'll, those are a blessing for sure. I learned something new this morning. I've known my mother-in-law for 35 years, and I never knew she had a paper route. <laughs> I'll have, to, I'll have to talk to her about that because I had a paper route and I had some traumatic experiences on my paper route as well. So anyway, <laughs> um, this morning we're starting a three-week message series based off of Paul's verse in 1 Corinthians 13. That chapter is often referred to, of course, as the love chapter. But at the very end, verse 13, it says, Now these three remain, faith, hope, and love But the greatest of these is love. And so uh, let's turn our Bibles today, though, to the 11th chapter of Hebrews. And we're going to look at the first one there, faith. And uh, while you're finding Hebrews 11, I'll share a funny story that I heard recently that kind of relates to faith. Uh, So there were these two nuns that were on their way to the local nursing home one day. And as they traveled through town, they noticed that their car was acting kind of strange and not running very well. Well, sure enough, two blocks later, the vehicle dies and comes to a stop. And they notice the gas gauge is on empty. They are out of gas. And so the two women look around for something to transport some gas because they noticed that just down the road, two blocks, there was a gas station. And so they found in their back seat a bedpan that they were returning to the nursing home. So they walk two blocks, they get the gas in the bedpan, and they walk back to their car and they start putting it in their car. And this couple was driving by at the same time and saw what was taking place. And the wife uh, leans over to the husband and she says, now that's what I call faith. (laughs) Oh, I imagine that would be a picture, uh, a picture to see, wouldn't it? Well, today's message is titled Faith Over Fear. Next Sunday, we're going to be looking at hope over despair. And then the third Sunday, we're we're going to consider love over hate. And uh, we aren't going to read the whole chapter of Hebrews 11 this morning. But many people refer to this as the Hall of Faith chapter. Um, So I'm going to be starting in verse 1. We'll read uh, the first three verses and then jump down to 13 through 16 uh, as we read. So beginning with verse 1. It says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance uh, about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. By faith, Abel brought God a better offering than Cain did. Actually, I forgot. I was going to skip down to verse uh, verse 13 there. So we end at verse 3. We'll go down to verse 13. It talks about the faith of all these different people, which we're going to get to later in the message. And then it says, all these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on earth. 
People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Faith over fear. Before we get to the positive attribute of faith, let's talk about the human response of fear. Fear is something that is really in the makeup of all of us. In some cases, fear can be good. It can help us to respond to uh, an emergency situation that we might be faced with. You know, if our house is on fire, our blood starts pumping and And uh, the emotion of fear helps us to quickly act accordingly to what we need to do to be safe or try to be safe. And, And there are other examples to that as well, where that fear gets our blood pumping and and helps us in that, in that case. But that's about the only positive type of fear that I can think of other than the fear of God that is often talked about in the Bible. Now that kind of fear, of course, is Not really what we're talking about today because that kind of fear is about having reverence for God, for for bowing down before God because of who God is and, and what God has done. So that is that reference of fear. The fear that most people deal with in life, though, is a fear of the unknown, the uncontrollable, and the unpredictable. News Nation recently ran a story about a large group of people who have recently bought bunkers in an old army base in South Dakota. Many people would call these people uh, doomsday preppers, but it said in the, the article or the story that they don't like to be called that. They don't want to be called doomsday preppers. But there are about 530 bunkers that are being sold for $55,000 each and are being turned into living space that prepares them for any kind of disaster or cataclysm that might be ahead. Their fear of those things apparently has them living in the middle of nowhere and uh, Elon Musk's Starlink is their only source of internet or, or window to the outside world. Now, that's really taking fear of the future to its highest level. If you want to see that story, you can go on News Nation's website or, uh, yeah, actually their website. They have the whole story there in video and an article form. Um, But, you know, we all maybe have some fears about the future. I mean, that's been, I think, a common thing for, for generations, really. But the way people deal with those fears can be quite different. Beyond the fear of the future, there are also some other fears in life that can be detrimental or at least debilitating to us. The fear of failure. The fear of rejection. Of things that sometimes are beyond our control. Many times, you know, we create fear on our own about things that will never happen or things that will never really develop. I think maybe we've all been guilty of that one before, most likely. 
This past month, World Magazine shared their top books of 2023. And The Worry-Free Parent by Sissy Goff was one of them. And the, the headline of the article read, Worry is not a parenting skill. I haven't read this book, but I did read the, the review, and it sounds like a timely book of encouragement for parents who worry endlessly about their children. The subtitle of the book says, Living in Confidence So Your Kids Can Too. Goff says that some parents have grown so accustomed to their anxiety that they seem to consider worry a prerequisite prerequisite to good parenting. So if you're a parent and you worry about your children constantly, this might be a book for you to check into, along with your Bible, of course. Uh, But there's always other good uh, resources that can help us with these things. Something, uh, Something I've learned as I've got into my 50s is that worrying about your kids really never ends, <laughs> uh, even when they leave your home or the temptation to do that. And so these, these things can be helpful for all of us. Fear is a part of the human experience for sure, but it becomes most detrimental when it paralyzes us and prevents us from living in the abundant life that God has intended for us. The title of the message today is not fear over faith, it's faith over fear. Because we have a way to be free from the many fears that can negatively affect us in life. And this is why our faith in Jesus is so important. You know, if if fear is a struggle, our faith in Jesus can be an anchor that keeps us from from drifting down those other dangerous streams that, you know, are filled with worries and and fears of all these different things. And in life, important anchors are always important for us. We need to be anchored in the things of God in order to avoid those worldly streams that can lead us down those wrong paths or wrong directions. And of course, they can also be important in water in, in currents of water, we know that, and that's, that's what they're really for. Um, just some of you I know have been to the Niagara Falls, and you probably haven't seen this sign, but they say that just before the Niagara Falls uh, on the river up, up top, there's a sign posted that says, do you have an anchor? <laughs> and then right below that, the next sentence says, do you know how to use it? Faith, like an anchor, is something we need to have and we need to use to avoid putting fear over our faith in God. It's much too easy, you know, to hear all of the news going on in the world, to see the things going on in our nation, as well as even in our own lives. And let fear have its grip on us. So, I'd like you to answer this question for for yourself this morning, to make this a little more personal. What what form of fear has had its grip on you lately? You see, we need to change that grip 
when that happens. And change is possible. That's what is so wonderful about our Christian faith. We have an anchor. We have a source of strength and we have all that we need to face those fears in our faith in Jesus. And so turning our lives in the right direction is possible in Jesus. Being saved from our sins and our failures of the past is possible in Jesus. But it comes by faith in what God has done, what God is doing, and what God is going to do in the future. I saw an interesting quote uh, this week that said, it was from John R. Rice, and it said, he said, faith makes cash out of God's checks. And, you know, what that really is saying is uh, we can take to bank what God promises in our life and what God has promised in his word. And that's really what, getting finally to Hebrews 11, that's really what Hebrews 11 is all about. It's a testimony of that truth. And, you know, through faith and by faith, all of the people listed in this chapter trusted God and put their faith in God as they faced many of the same fears that we face in life. That's the way the chapter begins. It says in verse 1, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. All of these great people of faith that it mentions here did not have lives that were free of trouble. They were not free of disobedience. Many of them had times of disobedience. They had heartache. They experienced failures. But what they did have was faith. Faith that God was going to see them through with hope and give them assurance that they would be saved. Faith that there is more than just what we see here in the physical world. And that's truth that we need to be living our lives by. It's also the message of truth that we need to be conveying as a church, as, as parents, as grandparents, and to those that we mentor along the way. In verse 3 it says that by faith we understand how the universe came to be. We see the blueprint of God's plan and purpose. And then in verse 7 it says that it was by faith that Noah built the ark to save his family. Verse 8, it says that Abraham followed the call of God to a foreign country. In verse 11, it says that Sarah showed faith when God promised her and Abraham a son in their old age. Later verses, of course, uh, if you read on, talk about the faith of Isaac, of Jacob, and Moses. And then in verse 22, it says that Joseph shared his incredible story and the story of their people with the next generation. In the verse uh, we read earlier, it says, all these people were still living by faith when they died. So, making our own faith an important part of our life journey is of utmost importance. 
It's what can help us to rest easy in the midst of troubling things that we face in this world. But also sharing our faith and giving example of putting our faith over our fears is how we can pass this anchor on to future generations. And that's one of the reasons that Sissy Goff said that she wrote that book. I watched an interview actually with her uh, on YouTube this week, and she's a Christian counselor in the Nashville area. And she sees a trend of many parents passing their fear and worry into their children. You know, if, if they see mom and dad worrying about things, they're going to worry about them as well. So, so we need to instill our faith in God in them instead of those fears. You know, going back to verse 1, it says, This is what the ancients were commended for. They had confidence in what they hoped for and assurance of what they could not see. Yet see. So their faith is what made all of those things happen. You know, we, we may have some fears that we face in this world, but I think, I think about those that are mentioned here in this 11th chapter of Hebrews. Think about Noah as he was building his ark. We actually had this chapter in Christian ed class this morning, and we talked about Noah particularly a little bit. I mean, he could have feared that the rain and the flood was never going to come. And, you know, here he's going to be stuck with this, this huge boat, a lot of wasted time and the ridicule of all those people. But it was his faith in what God promised that was strong. We're not sure if Paul is the one who wrote the book of Hebrews, as we talked about this morning. He's probably not. A lot of scholars think he wasn't the one that wrote uh, Hebrews. But... If we had New Testament characters listed here, Paul would definitely be on that list because of his godly faith as well. I mean, he was in storms as he tried to spread the word, the good news of Jesus. He was put in prison. He was persecuted. He was on trial for, it seems like, years. And yet his faith in Jesus was strong enough to see him through. In the end, Paul died for his faith. But we can be sure he was blessed with a home in heaven that was far better than here. Committed faith in the midst of trials is always important. I continue to pray daily for our Christian brothers and sisters in the African country of Nigeria. That their faith would remain strong in the midst of persecution and death. On Christmas Day, the Islamic uh, terrorist group Boko Haram attacked 15 villages in the central northern part of that country and brutally killed over 200 Christians with 300 others being injured in those attacks. On a day that they wanted to celebrate the birth of Jesus as the Savior of the world, these evil men brought terror violence and death to these communities. And that's been going on there for, for some time now. And it really makes us think about our fears in relation to the fears that 
people like that have to face each and every day. Think about what faith over fear means to them. Like Paul and others, we know that their faith will be rewarded in heaven. But Jesus also cares about uh, our other fears here in life. I'm not sure what fear you thought of when I asked you to think of that question earlier. But Jesus wants to help you to overcome that fear, no matter how small or how insignificant you might think it is. If it is causing fear and mistrust in your life, then the Holy Spirit wants to help you to remove it and remove that fear and mistrust from your life. I really love those words of Isaiah that we heard earlier. Isaiah 41 We hear the the promise of God there. It says, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So how can you apply those, those promises to your fears today? How can you practice putting your faith in Jesus over your fear in this world. Now, I don't think it's wrong to to be prepared for something or to be concerned about things going on in our world or in our lives. But the key is not putting those fears above or ahead of your faith in Jesus. I've said this before, but, but, you know, we need to be concerned about those things without being consumed by them. Fear often, you know, develops when, when we consume ourselves and we consume our minds with those worries and with those negative things going on in our life or even in, in the world around us. Just listen to 15 to 30 minutes of the news headlines each day, but don't have it on all day. Concerned? but not consumed. Don't make social media something that you look at every hour of every day. Be up to date, be interested in what's going on, but don't be consumed by it. Be concerned about your finances and do what you can to be a good steward. But don't let your financial challenges consume you. Be careful with your relationships with others. Be a kind and compassionate person. But don't be consumed by another's refusal to make things better between you. You know, you can only control what is within your control. Again, show concern, but don't allow it to consume you. All of those things really steer us back to what Paul encourages in Philippians 4. He said, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. What does he say will happen then? He says, the peace of God, which really transcends all of our understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. 
I like the way the Message Bible paraphrases that, those verses. It says this. It's on the screen. You can follow along. Don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. With thankful hearts, offer up your prayers and requests to God. Then, because you belong to Christ Jesus, God will bless you with peace that no one can completely understand. And this peace will control the way you think and feel. I love that part. This peace will control the way you think and feel. What is controlling our hearts? What is controlling our minds? Is it fear? Or is it our faith in Jesus? Last Sunday, I encouraged us all to make God's word a vital part of your year this year in 2024. We put this banner up here in the front for this month just to remind us of that. And you know, when talking about faith over fear, there are really two things that can help us the most with this. The promises that we have in God's word, which we've heard many of them this morning, there are many more. And of course, our time of of prayer and communicating those fears to the Lord, giving them to the Lord, asking the Lord to help us overcome them and deal with them. The Bible will give you uh, promises of God's faithfulness and his desire to help you increase your faith. And you see those, those times of prayer and talking to Jesus can, I think, a lot of times help us to work through um, those fears and worries that, that we tend to keep from, uh, that keep us from moving forward. Jesus wants to help you with those, and he will help you with those, or that one that you thought of this morning, especially if you ask him to. As I stressed last Sunday, it really needs to become a daily thing for us. We need God's word, and we need prayer as our daily help to put our faith in God over our fears in this world. Psalm 91 is another chapter that's just wonderful to help us with these things. It says, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in whom I trust. That whole chapter is really full of these promises of placing our faith in God when the dangers and fears of this world are attacking us. I'm going to be the greeter at the back this morning. And as you leave, I'm going to give each one of you a bookmark with Psalm 91 on it. So that you can, you can keep those words and those promises in front of you each and every day. In closing though, I'd like for us to stand together if you're able. Let's stand and let's say these two verses This morning together in unison, let's keep these words and these promises in our minds so that we can anchor our lives in our faith in God instead of the fears of this world. So let's begin with Isaiah 41.10 and say this together. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right then Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Let's say this together. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every 
present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Let's go before the Lord and ask him to help us, help us with these things. Lord Jesus, Father in heaven, we, we come to you today and we ask that you would be with us as we live in this world. We know, Lord, that this world is filled with so many things that can bring us fear. And Lord, we thank you for, for creating us in a way that our fear can sometimes be of help to us. But Lord, help us to understand that Satan is continuously wanting to sow harmful fear into our lives as well. And Lord, I, I don't know what each of us thought about this morning as we thought about the particular fears that we have in our life. Maybe it's related to family. Maybe it's related to health. Maybe it's related to things going on in our country. Maybe it's things going on around the world. Maybe it's the future. Lord, help us to rest in your peace and know that your peace in the midst of those fears is what can help our faith to grow. Help us to look to you when we have those fears and when those minds, uh, when those fears try to attack our mind and get us thinking of things that are not healthy or not good for us. That is the work of Satan. The powers of darkness want us to dwell on those things and think about those things. But Lord, we know from the promises in your word, so many of them tell us that we need to place our faith in you and you will help us to keep our focus and to keep our, our minds on your things instead of the things of this world. We thank you for those who have gone before us, Lord, who have provided wonderful examples of this faith. We pray that we too may pass this faith on to the next generations. Help us to give example to what, to what it means to have faith instead of fear and to put our faith in God over the fears of this world. I pray for each one, Lord, as we, as we move forward from today that we would do, be able to do that in, in each of our lives. Thank you for blessing us and giving us that peace that, that just we can't understand humanly. May we rest in your peace and trust in it. And it is in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen.